Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. God's wisdom is hidden in a mystery, and that mystery is Christ as the deep things of God. This is Matt Miller, and I'm filling in for Chris Wilde this week. The subject of today's life study is God's wisdom in a mystery, Christ as the deep things of God. Joining us for today's program is Ron Kangas. Ron, I'm glad you're here for this inspiring program. I think we have a particular burden to release in today's life study. We do have a particular burden to release concerning Christ. Christ is the center of God's economy, and he should be our center and the center of this program. And Christ is our portion given to us by God for our experience and enjoyment. And as the center and as the portion, Christ is, on the one hand, God's wisdom in a mystery. And Christ is, on the other hand, the deep things of God. The wisdom of God and the depths of God, both are Christ, our center and our portion. Well, when we talk about the deep things of God, I think a lot of people maybe think this is kind of over their head or maybe too deep for them. Well, I hope they will stick with us because we have a very special portion from the life study of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, which covers verses 6 through 10. This is our third week of the life study, and I want to read verse 6 through 10 so we can get the context of what today's life study will be about. It says, But we do speak wisdom among those who are full grown, yet a wisdom not of this age nor of the rulers of this age who are being brought to naught. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the wisdom which has been hidden, which God predestined before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age have known, for if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, Things which eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, and which have not come up in man's heart, things which God has prepared for those who love him. But to us, God has revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Well, Ron, that's the scripture for today. Let's join Witness Lee for today's life study. We come to chapter 2. From verse 6 through verse 10. These verses are too deep. We speak God's wisdom in a mystery. A mysterious wisdom. It's not like the Greek wisdom that is too open, too shallow. The wisdom which has been hidden, which God predestined before the ages for our glory. The context of these two chapters gives us a clear view about Christ as 
God's center and as our portion. God has a will. God has a purpose to accomplish. And this is God's economy. Now, what is the focus of this economy of God? That is Christ. Christ is the focus. Why? Because Christ is the power of God and Christ is the wisdom of God in God's economy. So this Christ, who is the power and wisdom of God, surely is the center, the focus of God's economy. And God has called us into the participation, the fellowship, the mutuality of this focus, of this center. So this focus, this center, becomes our portion for our enjoyment. And this is why you have such a wonderful freeze, so short, yet so profound, so wonderful, that is both theirs and ours. We just enjoy him daily as our righteousness, as our sanctification, and as our redemption. Not only for our past, for our present, for our future, even for our daily life. Right? This is our portion for our enjoyment. You must have such a kind of understanding of the sinful thought of the context of these two chapters. Then you understand these five verses. Well, Ron, we're touching the central thought of these verses, and the context, I think, would help if we can touch one critical matter in these verses, and that is the matter of loving the Lord. A hallmark footnote in the recovery version of Witness Lee's ministry is the footnote on 1 Corinthians 2, 9, and I think it would help to read this footnote because loving the Lord is really a key to the seeing the hidden things, the deep things of God. So uh, I'd like to read that footnote right now, and then afterwards I'll let you comment. To realize and participate in the deep and hidden things God has ordained and prepared for us requires us not only to believe in him, but also to love him. To fear God, to worship God, and to believe in God, that is, to receive God, are all inadequate. To love him is the indispensable requirement. To love God means to set our entire being, spirit, soul, and body, with the heart, soul, mind, and strength, absolutely on Him. That is to let our entire being be occupied by Him and lost in Him, so that He becomes everything to us, and we are one with Him practically in our daily life. In this way, we have the closest and most intimate fellowship with God, and we are able to enter into His heart and apprehend all its secrets. Thus, we not only realize, but also experience, enjoy, and fully participate in these deep and hidden things of God. Well, Ron, to enter into these deep and hidden things of God, we need to love the Lord, don't we? This is the indispensable requirement. It is only when we love the Lord, as described in this classic footnote, that we are in a position to enter deeply into God's being through Christ and explore by the Spirit the vast wealth of the deep things of God, which are Christ as our 
portion from God. Furthermore, I would say the love required by the Lord through Paul and so wonderfully described in this footnote is not, you could say, the beginning love in the Christian life. This is a developed love. This is an absolute love. This is what the Bible calls the first love. This is a love which loves the Lord above all things, matters, and persons. This is a love that gives Christ the first place, the preeminence in all things. This is a love which makes us wholly one with the Lord, utterly open to him, and even lost in him. It is when we, on our part, by God as love being infused into us, love the Lord in this way that we can know, experience, and enjoy Christ as the wisdom hidden in God and as the depths of God. Simply to exercise a theologically trained mind or an otherwise bright mind is not sufficient. Our whole being, spirit, soul, and body, and our heart, a composition of the soul and the conscience, need to be exercised in, I would say, in a way of abandonment to the Lord. Then our being will match his by his grace. And the Spirit who searches the deep things of God can make these things known through our loving heart to our regenerated spirit. And in this way, we can know God's secrets, we can know the desire of his heart, we can know his hidden intention, hidden from the mind of the natural man, but revealed to the spiritual man through the scriptures. God, I would say, is looking for people on the earth who will love him in this way, because he surely longs to share the depths of his being, Christ, with us. Well, I hope our listeners are staying with us, Ron, because I think this is a critical word that we're speaking, and I hope as a result of it, many listeners would even pause as they're listening right now and say, Lord, I love you. I want to be brought into your hidden wisdom and the deep things of God, which is Christ as our portion. I have the same feeling, Matt, that many would pray and tell the Lord that they love him and also pray, Lord, I want to love you in the way being described here. This is a level of love hitherto unknown to me. Lord, develop my love for you to the uttermost. Bring me to maturity in loving you that I may be positioned in and by this love to know Christ as the wisdom of God, the hidden wisdom, and Christ as the depths of God. There is much, much more of Christ as revealed in the Word to be known by God's people than is commonly thought 
or preached. We are here burdened that God's people would want to know Christ in a higher and deeper way through loving him and being altogether open to him. So the Spirit of God can flow in and with our spirit as one spirit to give us an experiential knowledge of Christ, who is the center of God's economy and the all-inclusive portion of the believers. Well, it's good to stop here, Ron, but we better go on and get back to Witness Lee. I think if the listeners would pray this prayer, I genuinely believe this is a prayer that the Lord loves to answer, to bring people into a deeper love for him. Christ as God's center and as our portion for us to enjoy is altogether a wisdom. This wisdom is profound and deep, so this wisdom is in a mystery. In the whole universe, within God, there is such a thing that is called a wisdom in a mystery. This is Christ. Christ as the center of God's economy and as the portion for our enjoyment. Such a Christ is a wisdom in the mystery. He's there, yet nobody knows. He's there, nobody understands. Even you praise him, nobody understands. By the Lord's mercy, we are trying our best to minister and to testify such a wisdom. And this very wisdom, which is Christ, has been predestined as our destiny. That means God has made this mysterious and hidden Christ our destiny. Dear sisters, what is your destiny? You have to say, the mysterious and hidden Christ. Who is the wisdom of God and the center of God's economy and our portion? This is our destiny. Isn't this wonderful? And these things have never come up in man's heart. Man never thought about that. Man has no idea about this. It's altogether mysterious, altogether hitting God altogether beyond man's understanding. No seeing, no hearing, no thinking about this destiny. But God has revealed to us. God has made the mysterious and hidden Christ our destiny. Yet it never came up in man's heart. It's only revealed to those who love him. Ron, what a destiny. Believers often consider their destiny apart from the Christ who is the center of God's economy. And sorry to say, their consideration is often trivial, if not erroneous, even heretical. By which I mean they consider a mansion in heaven, all kinds of enjoyments, reunion with loved ones, maybe even pets, that our eternal destiny is to be in heaven. You examine this kind of concept and preaching, 
it is virtually Christless. God has destined, even predestined us, to experience and enjoy Christ. God would never predestinate us for something less than the all-inclusive Christ. Sadly, not that many Christians want to know their destiny according to the Scriptures. If you would say Christ in his all-inclusiveness as the center of God's economy and our portion is our destiny, they might actually have little response. So the Lord's people need to be renewed, recovered, even re-educated by the opened and ministered word of God to appreciate Christ the way Paul appreciated Christ. But by saying this, I'm reminded that the book of Corinthians is a book that describes the typical situation among Christians and the typical church life, not according to tradition, but according to the New Testament pattern. And when you have so many Corinthians around that are infants, they have little appreciation for Christ. But Paul persistently ministered the all-inclusive Christ to them. And we would like to enter into Paul's spirit as revealed in this epistle and labor together by the Lord's grace to minister Christ and to beseech God's people to turn to Christ, to love him, to open to him, to read a book such as 1 Corinthians with a heart to seek him. I say again, Christ is God's center and our portion. What right have we to make someone or something else the center? What reason have we to seek another portion? Will the Lord be able, of course he's able in himself, will the Lord be able to get through with the believers in this country to gain a remnant who really want Christ as revealed in 1 Corinthians 2. We believe these kind of lovers and seekers are out there. May this word reach them, penetrate them, and inspire them to pursue the Lord. Ron, I'm really impressed with the nature of this ministry and how Christ is the focus. Christ is the center. And I think that the seekers and lovers of the Lord, when they hear this, there's an echo inside, just like it talked about in 2 Corinthians, how the New Testament ministry of the Apostle Paul, to some people it became a fragrance of life unto life, but to other people it became a fragrance of death unto death. Some people react differently when they hear this word about Christ being the center. To some people, it bothers them because the uh, Friday night dancing party isn't the center anymore or the Christmas ball or so many other things in the Christian life or the Christian society today or the church that has replaced Christ as the center. Isn't this the case today? It is the case. And, uh, you know, I'm personally, as one fellowshipping here, uh, I'm prepared for diverse reactions. And the way we react to a word like this 
is always an expression of the kind of person we are and of where we are in the Lord. If one is a child, either one reacts with indifference or with a spirit of dismissiveness, oh, that's too high, and I'm not interested in going higher. Speakers, Brother Lee and and even we ourselves in fellowshipping here, surely have our responsibility. So do listeners. This may be why the Lord said in Revelation seven times, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So actually, Matt, I'm not challenging our our listeners, but I am asking them, what do you want? What are you seeking as a Christian? You are a Christian. How much does Christ, as revealed in 1 Corinthians, for instance, mean to you? How much desire do you have to know him and experience him and enjoy him and be one with him and live him? We believe that there are some who have been poised for quite a long time to hear and respond to such a word. And although our heart is open and concerned for all the people of God in particular, we want to be used under the Lord's blessing to minister a word which will satisfy the hunger of those who really love the Lord and who want to love him more, who experience the Lord and want to experience him more, who enjoy the Lord and want to enjoy him more, and who therefore are willing, properly speaking, to be challenged to come up higher than they've ever been before in their understanding of Christ and experience of Christ. We make no apology for the depths in 1 Corinthians 2, or for the depths in this ministry on 1 Corinthians 2. God's people have remained in their shallowness and superficiality for too long. Brothers and sisters in Christ, it's time for us to grow up. And a sign of a grown-up Christian is that his being is focused on Christ. He appreciates Christ as the center of God's economy, and with others, experiences and enjoys Christ as the all-inclusive, God-given portion. May God bless his ministry and cause his seeking ones to care for Christ the way God and Paul cared for him. He's the center. He's our portion. He is all in all. Praise him. Amen. Ron, I know our time is basically up, but I just want to tell a quick story that I just feel like it fits right here. In 1997, when Witness Lee went to be with the Lord, a television network asked us to come and give a little talk in their program, and and you and I both had the opportunity to be there. And I remember what the president of that television network said. When he interviewed you, he said uh, he, he introduced this ministry. He said, if anyone's ever read a book by Watchman Nee, they know it takes about a week to chew and digest just about one paragraph. This is the solid food 
for God seekers. We really hope that God's people would would uh, take heed to what they're hearing today. Now it's my turn in mutuality to say amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us, and we hope you've enjoyed today's life study as much as we have. If you'd like to get a printed copy of Volume 1 from 1 Corinthians Life Study, you can call 888-543-3788, or you can send email to radio at lsm.org. Ron, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome, man. For Ron Kangas, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening today. Witness Lee's remarkable commentary on the life of Abraham, taken from the life study of Genesis, is now available from Living Stream Ministry in a single volume entitled Abraham Called by God. Abraham Called by God by Witness Lee is available at Christian bookstores everywhere, or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.